house of God. You guys know what it is? Your bodies. Judgment begins in the house of God. Judgment begins in the clay pot of the believer's bodies. As they say in German, muy interessante. Holy! Foolishness to Greeks, that's why we sometimes will speak in pig Latin. I just pray tonight you release the pig anointing in this place. Glory. Animal anointings. That's what mantles are. That's why it's a bull hide of Elijah. Drive the religious spirit nuts. We have come to tear down the frown and to build up the joy. Shaba. Alright, calm down. I know you're excited about being saved, but just shut up. <laughs> I'm just joking around in the glory. Thank you, Father, for more freedom in this place. I have come that you would have bondage and sorrow. That's what the religious spirit says. But Jesus came that you would have joy and abundant life. Free from strife with your wife, which is your soul. Just so you know. In the Holy Ghost glow. So, as I'm preparing for Joel's bar today, which isn't much. <laughs> Glory. He tells me judgment begins in the house of God. And the house of God is the believer's flesh. Not church buildings, that ain't the house of God. The Bible says the new covenant house is the original house, not built by human hands, not man's handiwork, but built by the hand of God, which is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the right hand of God in this place upon the human race, removing disgrace from your face. You can tell when disgrace has been removed from the face because they're whacked in the glory. They're whacked in the glory. They're not in their soul. They're in the spirit on the Lord's day. All you deal with once you get into ministry, once you get amongst believers, once you get into Christianity, and it's a wonderful mess. It's a beautiful mess. You know, it's like into the old covenant priesthood where you kill the animal every day, all day long, which is soul. This is the house of God, and this is where judgment begins. Hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Judgment 
begins in the believer's soul inside the house of God. And you can really tell when there's judgment, when there's disagreement towards the spirit. And it's not about agreeing with man, but people look at the apostles and prophets and say, you're men like us. Well, they have a human body, but inside them they're sanctified into divinity. So they're actually judging God himself through divine leadership. Reason why people really have a hard time is they're judging those that are sanctified by the outside. Jesus never judged by what he saw nor by what he heard. He came in a human body, but how many of y'all know that was God inside a human body? He's the firstborn amongst many that have God inside human bodies. Christianity is having all the divinity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the human body. Colossians 2.10 And you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit and have reached full spiritual stature. Oh, I'm yelling. Oh, calm down. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> what we're going to do is mess around with you in love, of course, which is the river of life, the spirit of Elijah. And what you deal with in sanctification and why it's exceedingly difficult in this generation is because of an exceedingly amount of soulish Christianity tolerated as true Christianity, but completely false. I've dealt with probably... 35 other glory prophetic ministries of interns that have come to me and I haven't had one come to me yet that wasn't demon possessed <laughs> just telling you the truth now I don't even judge them I understand them I understand the situation because of how much of the occult I came out of at my conversion and how much glory it took in the spirit to deal with my soul so I understand accurately how much glory it's gonna take to deal with the same witchcraft in every believer's souls. And they're in denial. They're saying, oh, it ain't witchcraft. It's faith in Jesus. Well, it's the demon's faith in Jesus. And most people can't tell the difference. Here's the difference. The manifest glory. The manifest Shekinah person of God, not a belief in God. It's not the belief in God that you think it is in Christianity. It's the manifest glory of God, of the kingdom of God in Christ himself. The difference is one's on the earth, it's a belief system in the soul. It's literally the house of every unclean spirit. It's the house of every principality. Remember, there was no interworking of the fallen angels in the Old Testament upon the earth except through the covenant people, if you read the Bible. The covenant people were the prime target to use and manifest the fallen angels through from Genesis to Malachi. Now from Matthew to Revelation, it's a different covenant. So the prime target for all fallen angels to operate through is believers. And just because, you know, you're not frothing at the mouth with obvious demon possession doesn't mean there isn't ranged attacks and a lot of stuff won't even come to the surface unless you're around really sanctified believers and what you get uncomfortable and that's why you don't go to that church that's why you don't follow that ministry that's why that ministry makes you uncomfortable the uncomfort is because of demon possession a hundred percent of the time and so you face the own discomfort in your heart and mind and you just take the hit like an animal going to the sacrifice like Isaac and Abraham on the altar you just go up there and you die. There's a place of resisting. I remember coming out of 
revival atmosphere of miracles, signs and wonders and the manifest glory of God in 2001 into Bible college. And most of these Christian kids had never seen a miracle in their entire lives. Many didn't even speak in tongues. And so because of a lack of glory discipleship, there was a mocking attitude towards the things of the spirit that they themselves have never experienced. That's the antichrist. That's the beast that blasphemes out of the soul realm. They all go to church, guys. Every single, they go on missions trips, okay? The difference is they live in self. You can't emphasize this enough because it's the separation of soul and spirit, which is the two trees in the garden, soul and spirit. And the only people on this planet that can deal with this situation accurately are the covenant people that Jesus Christ calls more than conquerors. What are you being more than a conqueror of? A realm of conquering that only believers can conquer. Unbelievers can't even touch this realm. Unbelievers don't have access to this realm because the access to this realm is your faith. It is written. Your faith overcomes the world. Now, how do you help everyone in the world to not be just completely paralyzed by the devil? There was an unconditional love of Jesus Christ that covered even his enemies. He said, this is how you'll know you're a disciple of Jesus, that you love your enemies and pray for those who curse you, which means a higher elevation of divinity that supersedes man's conditional love. It's a manifestation of agape that you can only get through the spirit at the expense of the soul. This is why judgment begins in the house of God. The soul is everything false, but it has all the true stuff into it, including all the gifts. That's why Jesus Christ said the ones who had all the gifts, the whole charismatic church, having all the gifts. Jesus Christ said this, no, not me. Don't get angry at me. I'm trying to help you go deeper in the spirit today. But he said all that stuff was still in soul. He called it iniquity. Iniquity is also a word for sorcery. You understand, Jesus Christ, the judge, right? We think he's correct. Let everyone be a liar, but Jesus is the truth that is written. Jesus said that all the giftings of the Spirit of God, the giftings of God, the giftings of heaven, when they're used in the soul dimension, the Lord himself said that was the practice of iniquity, which is sorcery. Sorcery. Which means you can have all the charismatic stuff and be a full blown warlock. Woo! Need to put the fear of God in some people today. That's why the kingdom belongs to only little children. Why? Because there's no soulish control. The soulish control is what needs to go in order for the true maturity of the spirit to come forth. It's a totally different creature than the soul creature. The soul creature is the additional things of the Christian religion. Even the Christian spirit and the Christian spirituality. Even new covenant spirituality of those that are really honestly sincerely trying to follow God. We don't question sincerity. I question revelation. My people perish for lack of knowledge. It is written because they don't understand the separation between soul and spirit. They'll still operate in the tree of knowledge in their faith systems of Jesus Christ. That is where the Christian civil war is. The Christian civil war is soul versus spirit inside all believers. You have to be a believer to even start this path. And many get pulled away into soulishness. It's actually extremely rare, just like it was in Jesus Christ's ministry. I haven't seen such great faith in all Israel, he said. 
And it was such an astonishing, shocking experience for the Lord Jesus to see someone with faith in spirit instead of soulish reactions that he mostly dealt with continuously by a people filled with the covenant religion in their souls. This is why you deal with constant negative reactions from believers in true prophetic and apostolic ministry in the earth today. It's because their ministry, their Christianity is soul. So the Lord God Almighty says, judgment must begin in the house of God and there needs to be an, a revelation and an understanding of the house of God as the soul and the spirit. So what is judgment for? For an increase of God in his house. His house is the believer's flesh. So a believer whose brain is in agreement with their own heart against their spirit is against the work of the spirit. Even if they speak in tongues. You can speak in tongues, Catherine Kuman said, and not pray in the spirit. She said it herself. Not all speaking in tongues is praying in the spirit. People speak in tongues, they don't even know where their spirit is. I came out of the Assemblies of God. 99% of Assemblies of God Pentecostals don't even know where their own eternal spirit is, but going after the spiritual things. Which means when you find it, guaranteed you can operate it in the soul realm. Truth anyhow. It takes a revelation to go deeper from soul into spirit. Jesus Christ said, few find it. This is the area where only few find. This is the area we're called to pioneer and open up for many to find it. Great Awakening is many finding spirit. Which means they already found soul. You don't need any help helping them find soul. You need help finding them spirit. Holy Ghost. So the house of God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Moses, faithful in all God's house. There's been considerable signs and wonders. I didn't post this publicly because I'm friends with all my family on Facebook and I didn't find it wise. But um, yesterday, hanging out with my mom all day and then we had our, our family get together. So welcome back to Joel's Bar after a three-day weekend. Glory. And so it was six hours with my mom, and it was just astonishing. She started speaking in tongues during prayer for the first time and got completely covered in rainbow gemstone dust all over her head. And her reaction is she just tries to brush it off. And I mean, it was, both things shocked me because my mom has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's and um and so her attention span and her memory are dwindling she's had it for like seven eight years now um so it's it's a pretty difficult intense situation and for gemstone dust to cover her head when she has this disease in her head was a significant sign and wonder and then to see how when a person's practically brain dead you guys and it's a really really intense situation when they're practically brain dead for the spirit to still supersede the brain and speak in tongues was one of the most astonishing things I've yet seen in Christianity. I mean, you might as well take someone, you know, that has no motor functions and then all of a sudden their spirits start communicating out of their mouth and that's kind of a similar situation here. 
and how the spirit was still there even though the mind wasn't there isn't that cool well it was an experiment it felt like of the spirit of the love of god and the grace and the mercy of god for my mom to heal my mom and to just bless her spirit as she goes through this stuff in her house but it was also a great learning experience as a priest to see spiritual intelligence active in the midst of soulish confusion on a very very high level that most of you have never seen before because you don't have extreme brain disease where you can can't use your brain anymore you know what i mean you still have a brain there so you still have the option to function in the tree of knowledge person with severe alzheimer's doesn't have the functioning ability of the tree of knowledge anymore all they have left is the tree of life and to see tongues and the spirit baptism through that was an astonishing sign and wonder for me let alone god's compassion we had another significant sign and wonder in the house with water poured on stephanie's head when jake was beginning his broadcast last week so it's two things on the head you guys and i think we've counted about 12 people or so in the community and a few of our close friends online that have had gemstone dust all over their hands gold dust on their hands and a lot of the men in minneapolis now getting gold around their eyes which is another really awesome sign and wonder and the the signs and wonders are significant because it shows in the realm of the natural the increase of the glory in the realm of the spirit and ruth heflin says when the the gemstones we've had gemstones and when the angel feathers we had angel feathers on this outfit uh two days ago fell right on the number eight on the shirt I woke up and there was an angel feather pointing to eight on my shirt and this number eight is the number of new beginnings. That coupled with the gold dust and the different colored gemstone dust, the rainbow dust and this stuff materializing, is this group making progress in the glory of God with signs and wonders following? And Ruth Heflin said, after comes the the gold dust, the gemstone dust, and this sort of manifestations of the spirit, then comes the creative body parts. So after these gold and gemstone signs and wonders and the water signs, because we're we're in the water, in the living water, in the spirit of Elijah, so there's going to be water signs. We've seen water signs continuously in this ministry. We've seen... And now we're going to see the body parts in this ministry. Amen. Recreation of body parts. When the glory comes, there's always miracles, signs, and wonders following. And the angels do these works. And the angels require your spirit in a great faith speaking the word. That's all it takes. It's not hard to do miracles. It's just the path, the upward path of the righteous that shines ever brighter. When it comes into a brightness of a greater shining, it's in that realm called the glory realm, the shining of the going upward, that you begin to see the miracles, the signs, and the wonders. And we just embrace it in this place. Father, increase the miracles, signs, and wonders in our rising in the brightness of your glory as a natural testimony to the internal ascension and walking the way of the Lord Jesus within our hearts. Let the inner man be honored and acknowledged by the outer man. See, the signs and wonders force people to acknowledge the uprightness of the inner man. Signs and wonders are for unbelievers. It brings order amongst the doubters. 
the ones that say this is too crazy this is fringe this is too far out there are you the only one that's right and the different things that they say to fight the pioneers of the revelation of the spirit you need these things to deal with people's brains because they're totally lost in the darkness of their own soul so leadership will step up and begin to demonstrate a greater glory physically the natural realm is the only realm you need to conquer after you're born again because you already conquered the spirit because you're born again who overcomes death he who's born again who believes in Jesus you do that the first day doesn't take any training it takes faith simple faith in Jesus your spirit will live forever in heaven now the issue is becoming a disciple of the spirit to conquer the natural realm through your own natural heart and through your own natural mind that few that's what few find few find that many believe in the name of Jesus there's a billion people on planet earth that say they believe in Jesus one billion that's a lot of souls but how many of those billion have actually brought their spirit up through their hearts and brains I bet you'd be hard to find a thousand on earth right now one thousand out of one billion we're talking about a remnant so microscopic it's so fringe and so different than the normal manifestations of the soul realm of believers in Jesus it looks like a different religion to them it, and that's what Mike Bickle prophesied from IHOP he said that Christianity will be entirely transformed in all of its expressions in one generation because it's gonna go from soul which is wilderness wilderness of the soul for your consciousness to be in self into spirit which means your manifestations won't be you anymore and you'll be startled and shocked the whole way that you're transformed growing in faith it's true you're the one that works out salvation with fear and trembling with groanings too deep for words which means a language deeper than the languages of the earth the languages of men and women the languages of nations the languages of human education there's a depth of intelligence and a communication that's deeper than you and it's already in you in that realm of salvation there's a language that few believers have learned to speak it's the language of wisdom wisdom communicates from the high place which in this fallen realm of the natural of your brain and five senses it looks lower than you but it's higher than you it's the realm of your spirit in your belly it's lower than your brain but when you're revelatory it's higher than your brain take us to the one that's higher than us it is written the lifter of our souls the soul isn't being lifted up into Nibiru it's not being lifted up into Pluto or Mars we're not like these people that travel space and look for refuge. We're those that travel heaven and have found the refuge in the high tower of Jesus Christ in us, the hope of realizing the glory. So the God inside minded ones only are preparing a different future from everyone stuck in their own soul dimension, looking outward into the realm of the natural. Unbelief by definition is having the senses fixed on the natural elements if you can only look outward and not inward you have yet sanctify your soul or your senses to anything of heaven whatsoever the sanctification sanctification of the soul into the spirit is how you look inward and find heaven within you Luke 17 21 the kingdom 
all things kingdom, right? Jesus Christ, red letters, Luke 17, 21. The whole kingdom is inside you, not in the heart. That heart is wicked beyond knowing. That's the River Nile human bloodlines. You got to just cut that thing up. That's the place of all pride. If you understand your heart is the place of all 100% fallen angel pride, you can do well. Because then you'll never settle for any kind of emotional reaction in the heart dimension. You can't be offended when you understand what the human heart is by revelation. You've overcome offense. You've overcome pride. Doesn't mean you won't deal with it every day, but you've overcome it from distracting you and destroying your destiny once you understand all the human heart is pride. Cut it up, sort of spirit through it, bam. And when you go down into the spirit, there you find the Lamb of God, the humility of the Lamb. There you look into the promised land like Moses, which is the external goodness of religion. That's what it symbolizes now. He's on the other side of the promised land, the other side of the river. He's not allowed entry into that dimension because he, had, he was made perfect by the external discipleship of Jesus Christ on the mountain face to face. That's why he was not allowed into the promised land because it was external knowing. Only internal knowing through the Spirit is allowed entrance into the eternal promised land and the kingdom of heaven. So you have to find Jesus in your spirit in order to get consistent in the glory. Help us bring our eyes down into our bellies of our spirit and our stomachs without the Taco Bell, without the hunger of the animal. Deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me and I'll make you disciples and fishers of men. There, there is a denying of the human stomach in order to empower the human spirit. Jesus. <laughs> it's like when those missionaries go into Africa and they invite everyone to the stage and they just call it a snake pit. It, it looks like in the spirit looking out into a snake pit not all of you but some of you in this place there's a snake pit in here right now a serpent snake pit oh jesus i just called down the lightnings of the cherubim upon the serpents in this place upon the soul realm let judgment begin in red letter ministries upon the soul realm I never tolerate soulishness. You hear Joel's bar have been consistent to attack the tree of knowledge in the believer's soul realm every day, which is agape love, the cross, Christ crucified in the soul realm. It has destroyed most of our financial partners because of it. It's the opposite of people pleasing, it's God pleasing. It has made this path exceedingly difficult to the point where we've been offered almost all the temptations for success in the soul dimension and I've denied every single one of them for the expense and the cost of the riches in the spirit of glory. And still, the soul realm surrounds me, which is the realm of enemies, as I'm speaking to you tonight in this place. And so that is what needs to die. And I just want an acknowledgement of the ones that recognize that the soul needs to be slaughtered into the spirit for some kind of help, uh, a faith, and understanding spiritual progress. God's not looking for much. He knows the soul is incapable of divinity. That's why he sent his own soul into the earth, Jesus Christ. 
but he is you have to come into agreement with the slaughter of your soul to be slaughtered with the lamb otherwise just never-ending demonic manifestations like when you look out into this crowd just never-ending demon possession never-ending demonic manifestations never-ending distractions never-ending enemies it's never anything helpful to the believers spirit in the Gideons 300 it's always the stuff in the soul that opposes the spirit and when the Apostles were dealing with demon-possessed people constantly there was times where they just had to destroy them. They forbid fellowship with them. They cast them out of the congregation. And it's not like they cast them out of the people. They cast the people out of the churches all the time because the people were not willing to slay their souls for their spirit. They, they were stubborn in their hearts. They were lovers of their souls, which means you never get them delivered no matter how much glory they're around the rest of their life. You never get them delivered. Do you understand that? There has to be a desire to slaughter this realm in order to get delivered. Deliverance only comes for the children of God. The deliverer of the end times is only going to deliver those that are willing to be totally delivered out of soul into spirit, which honestly isn't all of you listening right now. There are people here that do not want deliverance in soul, which means you will manifest the devil forever. And you'll never be delivered because you love your life. You love your soul. Christianity is an addition to your soul, which means it's the prostitution of the things of God. That's what the adultery of the whore of Babylon is. The whore of Babylon is the soul that refuses to be crucified with spirit. That's what we're wrestling against right now. It's serious in Red Letter Ministries because I teach and preach against this stuff and this demonic interactings in the soul every day and still you're surrounded with people and it's some people are willing and are just learning and, and there's a humility about them. So the judgment upon you would just be deeper in the spirit, but you will only get judgment because the cross is the judgment seat of Christ and judgment is agape love. Judgment is love. And so the judgments of love that will intensify in the slaughtering and annihilating of your soul into your spirit will bring you closer to Christ. But a lot of you will get offended. A lot of you will resist judgment, will resist the cross. What does the Apostle Paul call carnal Christians? The enemy of the cross. Now, nobody wants to admit when they're carnal that they're carnal. Because carnality is pride. It's pride. I'm not carnal. I believe in Jesus. You think you're better than me? And you just have this animal wrestling, you're budding horns with everyone. It's the goat. You know, goat is the budding of the head. That you're right only in your head, but you're devoid of grace in your spirit because your righteousness is based on head knowledge and not the Lamb of God in spirit by grace. That's why you just butt heads with people constantly in the covenant religion. When you read about the prophets in the Old Testament, they're butting heads with the pride of the knowledge about God in the soul realm of the natural, and each one of them was murdered in the Bible. Murdered. You're dealing with the exact same spirit of murder. The Bible calls it Jezebel, which is, it's okay to have my own belief systems in my mind. It's not okay. You have to have the belief systems of Jesus in your mind. You don't have your, a right to individuality. 
You don't have the right to your own interpretation. The Bible says it forbids it. This is how you get into necromancy and the false prophetic of Jezebel, the Antichrist, is that you have your own interpretation of things. No interpretation of Scripture is for individual interpretation. It is written. You understand that? Because if you deal with individual interpretation, you're dealing with the man of lawlessness and Satan in the brain, picking and choosing the knowledge from the scriptures and how to believe in it. And that's what people are filled of. Satanic theology and lying signs and wonders where they've allowed to pick and choose individual interpretation. I don't have individual interpretation. This is not me. This is the lineage of all the true prophets of the wisdom of the ages. That's honestly all I've brought. I don't come with my own agenda. I have no agenda. I've been discipled in the glory 23 years. First day, slaughtered of soul. I signed up for spirit at the expense of soul every day. And I'm never going to change that. And that is the way. That is the path of true revelation and the true prophetic, which is the sapphire pavement, of following Jesus in this life. And we want people to understand clearly there is only one way and there really is only one interpretation of the Word of God, which is the Spirit of God who inspired the prophets to write it. The reason why the goat is still alive is because you think it's okay to have individual interpretation. My Bible says that's the beast's blasphemy. Do you understand? That's what butt heads against the spirit every day. The carnal mind wars against the spirit. Romans chapter 8. Carnal mind is tree of knowledge. And trust me, we're all pulled in that wide path every day. I get tempted in all the same ways you do to go into knowledge about God, which is the Antichrist. And you choose as a disciple to kill that dimension and be a disciple of the Spirit of Christ. He has given us a measure of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Bible says. That your bodies would be filled and flooded with the Spirit of Jesus Christ, the Bible says. Which means is the measure that you are willing to give up carnal knowledge, individual interpretation. That's why everything has to be established in two or three prophets. If you've been around this ministry, two, three, five, ten years, you have seen the prophets come through in waves and acknowledge everything, every season that I have taught you. Amen. It's happened every season now. They come in and they'll just expound on what the Holy Spirit of God has been doing through these yielded vessels. Because where offense comes in is you think that man has a part in apostolic ministry. That's when you really begin to side with Satan and calling the things that are divine human. Remember in the Bible, when they called the things divine human, the Bible says the people picked up stones to kill the Pharisees. It's the only mention in the time where the Pharisees were going to be killed by the people is when they were going to call John the Baptist's ministry from man and not from God. So there, you have to, as a follower of the river of life, which is the spirit of Jesus Christ on earth, you have to divide God from man. And this is what the cross does, because naturally you can't do it. Naturally you look at, oh, he's wearing orange, he's got an eight ball, he's got a baby sloth, and there's some kind of nice picture in the background. <laughs> you know, the natural man understands not the things of the spirit. 
If your mind is stuck in natural interpretation, you have individual interpretation. That's what Satan is. Your mind is in the devil. Okay? The devil is the elemental spiritual forces of wickedness, the Bible says. Which means if you are in the natural realm with your mind, discerning by natural senses, you are still being fathered by the fallen angels in every way in your life. Repentance is taking your senses and the natural elements from fathering you, which is the wide path of destruction, and starting to get fathered by the Spirit of Jesus Christ. How many of y'all know Jesus is called Everlasting Father in Isaiah, Prince of Peace, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, it is written? Jesus is your dad. It's fun to call him brother and it's all that stuff, but the truth is, Jesus has fathered you. You are the sperm of Jesus' loins as a new creature. The Bible says it. You are the sperma of God, for his word that is sent forth is his genetics. That's the spirit part of you that is being fathered by the Lamb of God. Amen? And God the Father as well, but understand Jesus is also your apostolic father. You have an apostolic father. His name is Jesus. And your faith is getting fathered. The author and the perfecter of faith. That's what true fathering is. And faith is only in the spirit part of you. The corruption of faith is the soul's faith. You know what soul faith is? Magic arts. Magic arts are soul faith. It looks like the same believing, doesn't it? It looks like the same sacrificing. It looks like the same following of Jesus. They'll have zeal. They'll have energy. They'll have sacrifices. They'll have religious events that look highly spiritual, y'all. Most people can't tell the difference between soul and spirit. So the church expression of divinity from soul to spirit is the great awakening of the end times. It needs to happen individually through our individual sacrifices from individual interpretation to the corporate interpretation of the 24 elders in your bowels of compassion, in your spiritual bowels. You read the King James Version, bowels is mentioned in there dozens of times, dozens. The spirit, it's not used heart, it's used bowels. Because it's accurate, it's true. Your spirit is in your bowels. Open up the bowels of compassion. The carnal mind is like, bowel movement? You know, we think like intestines bowels? No, the realm of the spirit bowels. Bible calls it the bowels of the earth. You're, you're an earthen vessel. What happens when you go into the depths of the earthen vessel? Behold, Christ in you, you've realized the glory inside your own spirit. <laughs> who goes down into those depths in their spirit? Only those who are crucified. To the amount you're crucified is the amount that your consciousness and your five senses will be discipled deeply into the spirit within you, the secret place of the heart. I'd never seen it once in the Assemblies of God. I'd never seen it once in Pentecostalism, and it's rare in the charismatic church, but I've seen it in the charismatic church. I was discipled in the charismatic church extensively by prophets and apostles in the charismatic church. It does exist there. I think it's a pioneering thing. It's a new realm, but people are beginning to talk about being God inside minded. And don't think we're the pioneers of it. There's E.W. Kenyon wrote this stuff a hundred years ago. 
If you read Jian Guyan from 400 years ago, all her books are God inside minded. So Jesus pioneered God inside mindedness out of my belly flows rivers. Jesus is a God inside minded teacher. Divinity only grows through revelation of Christ in you. The soulish counterfeit is the forfeit of true divinity. This is how the devil steals your inheritance. This is how uh, this ministry gets robbed of its partners. Like you can't even imagine. You can't even imagine the type of thievery that goes on in the soul realm. This is all the devil has left and this is why it happens. And how do we counteract the works of the devil? For the Son of God has made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. There has to be an exposure of the hidden things of the heart. Those that are hidden in darkness must be brought into the light. You know what that means? The spirit glorified by revelation and intimate union with him on the inside and walking with him in the spirit at the expense of the soul will illuminate all soulishness. And this is why there's persecution still in the American church. It's not like they decapitate you in the Middle East because there's an advancement from that because we've had spiritual people pioneering spiritual things and since Azusa Street and the Pentecostal movement there is spiritual advances now we need the perfecting of the spiritual advances and that will take a people that understand the full plumbing of the temple the inner workings the a higher level of the priesthood of Melchizedek see what's the priesthood working at the temple giving the animal sacrifices. This is the, perf you know how we overcome death? We perfect the priesthood through experience and revelation in our, in our mind, realizing that dimension is real. It's not just words talking about an invisible realm. That invisible realm created the visible realm. The invisible realm is real. And the brain is coming out of the curse progressively through its own experiences. You can't just listen to me. You have to experience this word in your own physical lives. It will take your physical soul lives, your flesh and your blood and your brain and your heart to encounter the word around you as an atmospheric shift. That's why the signs and wonders come into the physical realm, because the physical realm must be saved after the spiritual realm is saved in order to inherit the kingdom. The inheritance of the kingdom is not spirit only. You're not going to find that in the scriptures. It's not there. The invisible is the inheritance of the visible. It's taking the visible into the spiritual that requires our faith, not by faith, by faith, not by sight, which means that the sight is sacrificed to go into a different development of a different vision, a different sight where there is no night and you're always in the glory light. It's the vision of the eyes that are illuminated of the spirit. Illuminate the eyes of our heart. It is written. What are the eyes of our heart? Physical eyeballs in our four chambers. You can just order eyes from some laboratory and just put them in your heart. And I see, I'm a seer. I have a seer anointing. No, it's goofy, right? But that's how we think when we see with our own physical eyes. And I don't see Jesus never judged by his physical eyes. You know what that means? He never used his eyes. The it's written in Isaiah 11. Jesus didn't use his physical eyes. 
He actually said, pluck them out of your heads. If your eye causes you to stumble, take it out. Why? Because he didn't even use his. You know that? He never judged by what he saw. Well, didn't he need to use them? No, man. He did not need to use them. Adam and Eve didn't even know they had flesh until they came out of the glory. I think the king of glory knows how to operate in the spirit of glory without physical senses. It's important Jesus healed his eyes and then he saw all men as trees. But then his eyeball died and he was buried in the grave years after that because he still physically died. So the healing of the physical realm only matters if there's a regenerating of the spiritual realm. It's true. What profit is to have both your hands healed, both your arms healed, your body healthy, and to go into death? We value health in the body. Of course, Jesus died on the cross for everyone to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. It's true. He doesn't want you poor and cursed and dirty and diseased. He wants you blessed, which means happy and to be envied. Not in greed, but in glory, which is humility, in the cross, in the throne of God. That's why you get covered in gemstone dust instead of mud. Notice the angels don't come and cover you with something that's not expensive. They cover you with the most expensive things in the earthly dimension called gold and gemstones. Right? Because you're overcoming the realm of the dead where there's no value in anything. And the dirt, the dirt has very little value. Mm-hmm. There's stuff on earth that has, you can go on and buy a ton of it on Amazon, like nickel, tin, and it ha you can buy tin bars, copper bars, gigantic copper bars for 10 bucks. Has almost no value. Tin has almost no value. Copper is so cheap, has almost no value. But the things that God the Father does have extreme value. God the Father wants you to value the things of the Spirit, is what he's saying. Signs and wonders come with different manifestations to understand different value systems. The value of the Spirit must supersede the value of the soul in order to be delivered from the natural realm. And so Lord is release angels to... Yeah. In the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father, for taking us deeper in the Spirit, deeper in the glory. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Have a drink. <laughs> what is going on? Just bring order in this place. So much crazy manifestations today. Oh. Lord Jesus, childbirth is, is messy, isn't it? The priesthood's messy. The soul realm is the realm of all demons. It's ugly. I'm dealing with ugly every day. You go to the temple, and it's not just this clean, white, beautiful thing. It's an altar for killing 
horrible, ugly, despicable, disgusting things. Oftentimes, the people think have value, but actually have none. <laughs> Can you guys go out there, please? We don't need that. <laughs> yeah. This is not Joel's mental institute. <laughs> All right. Glory. Thank you. Amen. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Glory. Hmm. Lord, I thank you for peace right now as people are trying to break down the door into Joel's bar and bring chaos and confusion. Just thank you for your angel armies guarding and protecting and taking away the soul dimension today. I believe that's what the demonstration is today. It's the, the craziness of the soul fighting the clarity and the peace of the spirit. And just a, a demonstration of, of how bad it is. It's like hell versus heaven, you guys. <laughs> you can hear him screaming out there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Please, you guys, they're, they're doing damage to the building. You need to get them out. Just call the cops and just get them out of here. Yeah. Yeah, Holy Ghost. <laughs> You're going back to jail. Making terrible decisions. Oh, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. You just feel... <laughs> wow, that's that external pressure of Jezebel when I woke up today. It was, uh, I could feel it. And it was just all this demonic assignments to disrupt and bring confusion and chaos. Now it's all materializing today. Lord, just bless the disciples to deal with all the craziness and uh, protect the crack house from the soul realm. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, bring order in the midst of the chaos. Glory. <laughs> Brandon, you better tell them, boy. You better tell what you did. <laughs> Woo! Holy Ghost. Wow. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Glory! <laughs> wow, it is. It's Jezebel, isn't it? Yeah. You can see the demons. Glory. Thank you, Jesus. You want to just, uh, let's praise and worship for a little bit and just until this total chaos is uh, passed from here. There's just so much disruption and confusion coming against us. I'm just going to put on some worship and just have like 20 minutes of praise and worship 
And we'll come back with the message once the, the cops haul off all the insane people trying to destroy Joel's bar tonight. Amen? <laughs> Glory. <laughs> so what's going on, you guys? Um, well, um, I, I called the cops and then she left, so she out. Okay. Did she do any damage out there? She tried to hit that glass window. Well, that's out of bed. All right. All right. We might need someone out there just until just until. I'll wait out there. Yeah, just yeah. just to give it ten minutes. Yeah. We're doing ex extreme soulish Jezebel activity right now. I could feel it when I woke up today. It's all good. You know, I've been shot at well, during Joel's bar, but this is up there with that level of demonic stuff in the natural. That's what it, it feels like, that same kind of dimension. <laughs> Alright. Glory. I'm just gonna worship for a little bit. Major upgrades and uh, filtering of sound in the studio today. I got these uh, like medical filters for information through the broadcast, and after we applied that, the the whole sound shifted in this place. So it's like when there's a, a greater increase of, of clarity and uh, in the spirit, that's what causes the manifestations of the confusion of the soulish. That's why it's messy as the spirit rises because it's exposing the whole soul realm as the kingdom of hell. That's why a lot of this stuff is going down today. We've had major increase in the spirit. Let's just uh, sing for 20 minutes to get our minds renewed into just a, a peace and a breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> Just do a little worship here. <laughs> Glory.
Sing down, 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 sing down
sign and wonder for you guys new to uh, wrestling principalities this is not just one individual person it's a corporate universal principality that is materializing against the sons of God tonight and uh, we've um, as we dealt with a crazy woman outside um, kicking screaming pounding on the door and um, I go, we, you know, we shut this thing down, and I go to the bathroom, and outside the bathroom window, there was shaking, shrieking, crying screams. And I came back out, and I said, did you guys hear the screams right outside the window here? And they're like, no. And, uh, and it was in the spirit. And it was Jezebel screaming because of the spirit making progress against the soul realm today. And Rebecca messaged Brian Simmons, and Brian Simmons released the word that we're wrestling this thing right now in the spirit. And it's coming down today, corporately. And at, that was the explanation. She had just been on the phone with him as the stuff was breaking and the screams were coming out, right? Yeah. Yeah, and as soon as he gave that word, he gave instructions what to do, and so I went and just did it. And then right then is when the screams started screaming. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, one of the wildest days of Joel's Bar ever, but it's good. This stuff, we've been wrestling this stuff externally through many people. Some of them have channeled it more than others. Some of them get delivered, some don't. It's invisible spirit stuff that you wrestle against as you grow in the invisible spirit of God stuff. So it does get bigger, but there's always confrontation. Just like in sacrifice and using altars, you know, it's one thing to raise 
a sheep, right? Okay, so you raise the sheep. Let me just show you how it works. You raise the sheep, and uh, let's switch back to the live here. And it's, it's grooming it for the sacrifice. And so eventually the shepherd kills it. But it's the whole process of raising the sheep unto being slaughtered for more spirit. You deal with that process constantly in ministry when you're ministering from the spirit. The soul gets fattened. Another thing the spirit of God is saying is you'll know my second coming, Jesus Christ in Matthew 24, when the fig the leaves of the fig tree are ripe. When the fig tree is ripe, which is the fullness of soulishness, it's when people have taken Christianity and have completely fattened their souls for the day of slaughter. That's what the maturing of the fig tree is. Because the spirit tree is the olive tree, the tree of life. The soul tree is the fig tree because Adam and Eve covered themselves in fig leaves. It's the false covering of false divinity of man's soul. So we had all those fig signs which people think are good. It's actually <laughs> terribly bad. It's good for the olive tree, but the fullness of soulishness is at hand and that's why such a physical multiple layered confrontation with the principality of Jezebel today in this ministry and we're making progress we're doing good and I believe we're gonna see great fruit from this because you can't have harvest with the soulishness there in the principalities that operate in the covenant religions soul realm that's why there hasn't been harvest and global harvest or great awakening yet is because you have to have judgment in this dimension of the believers heart and mind and the ones that are in that realm in false Christianity they're struggling right now because their Jesus is the devil and their Holy Spirit is the devil they're struggling they're frustrated because they've invested in selfishness and soulishness and the tree of knowledge and their whole life is a lie and they love the lie outside the city gates what are the city gates the gates of the spirit outside the gates of the spirit are the practitioners of magic arts which is religion of the soul and those who love living a lie you say oh the lie must be not believing in god no it's believing in god in the soul living the lie and loving they loved the lie the bible says they loved the lie they loved christianity in the soul of self that's what a Pharisee is they love the stuff of God as long as it's applied and added under their soul without any cross in the soul Woo! that's most believers y'all that's most Christians and some of you and God's dealing with you to get into the spirit and be sacrificed amen the fullness of the fig tree is at hand that is a corporate prophecy we probably had 12 different people have fig signs and wonders when I brought this word last weekend just a few days ago and they were like I had figs for the first time today and then it's like I just got figs at the store today I've never had figs before and then all this stuff figs at the same time and the Bible says that every prophetic word be established with two or three witnesses what happens when you have 12 witnesses it's a governmental witness of the truth of what God the Father is saying to the whole earth. And that's what we had in the fig signs. So it's the fullness of soulishness. Not in the occult in the soul. Christianity. Charismania. Pentecostalism. The deepest stuff. 
you know, the stuff of the glory stream, the stuff of the prophetic movement, all of that maturing in the soul realm, but haven't yet even gone into the spirit. Most of those people don't even know where their spirit is and haven't lived out of their spirit. It's all been soul since they were born again. That's over 99% of Christians, y'all. So when the fullness of the fig tree is at hand, then Jesus Christ said, I'm right around the corner. Notice he says that because he's right underneath it. It's him rising in the remnant, the friends of the bridegroom right now. We're a global remnant that are God inside mind. He has risen in our hearts in a spiritual maturity that can never be taken from us like Mary company. Mary of Bethany, you have chosen the better way and it cannot be taken from you, which means the dimension where Satan can't steal. Notice the soul dimension is the realm of all stealing. It's true. The heart dimension and the brain dimension is the realm of all thievery in the world. Even if it's done through the Earth's legal system, it's cold-blooded stealing. And it's like everywhere, guys. It's like a total thievery in all directions. But in the spirit, the order and the law of love is enforced angelically within Zion. Those gates can't be breached by demons or humans. That's a dimension of perfect order called the kingdom of God. That's the dimension that rises in our spirit as we understand a lot of the resources we've taken into our soul is for sheep soul to be slaughtered into shepherd. Sheep is feeding here. Using your senses, you feast, 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 you read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, pray, 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 but it's sheep. What are sheep for? Jesus Christ said, sheep are for slaughter. I send you out like sheep, my apostles, or any other person that believes in Jesus, like sheep for the slaughter. The slaughter is not a bad thing. Slaughtering sheep is taking all of the eating and the devouring of the things of Christianity and then slaughtering into the spirit for the new creature of a different dimension to have increase at the cost of the slaughter of the soul dimension, which is the sheep. Amen. Notice only sheep can get slaughtered to become shepherds. Out of my sheepfold, I raised my servant David or my great shepherd. It is written. So it's the slaughtering of sheep. So as you feast, understand the process of growing. Every time you eat is going to require a slaughter in order for there to be real spirit increase because God is spirit. If it doesn't get the slaughter, you never get into God even if you feed your soul Christian things your whole life. You never got into God if it's if his sheep isn't slaughtered. And that's what's really missing in our level of maturity in the priesthood on the earth right now. Don't understand the slaughter of the sheep as a good thing by the priesthood of Melchizedek, which is the new covenant that works in the spirit that walk amongst the seven golden lampstands, which is the illumination of the anointing and the seven spirits of God inside the born again believer's spirit. Hello? You guys understand that? Hallelujah. That dimension increases. That is the eternal kingdom of God. The spirit only grows in the kingdom. The soul is a ripoff. It's a play actor, pretender, and con artist. The soul is a brown noser. It's a false honor. It's a false humility. It'll even bring the same sacrifice. It's Cain and Abel. 
You know, Cain and Abel represents the sacrifice of soul and the sacrifice of spirit. To the untrained eye, they both brought sacrifices and they both believed in the same exact God. Same God, both sacrificing, one in soul. God didn't receive the soul sacrifice. He rejected the soul's sacrifice. In the beginning, for you to understand, God does not receive any sacrifice in soul, only in spirit. Amen. Because it has to be intimacy-based because God's the spirit. If you're doing it in the natural realm, in the soul realm, in the human blood realm, it doesn't even it's not even given to God. It's for your benefit. Is your sacrifice for God's benefit by giving God the soul? for him to live through you or is it for some kind of selfishness in the soul hello i mean that's real if it's for god's benefit then you're living for the spirit you're a servant of god the messiah is called the branch of the lord the servant of the lord if the firstborn from the dead is the servant of the lord so will you be if you ever serve god you have to serve him with your whole spirit amen so thank you, Father, for a people that understand soul as a sacrifice to spirit. And all of the signs and wonders and the wildness and the chaos, it's all for training. Understand, God the Father allows all the stuff to develop your spirit into a greater wisdom. Wisdom kills beasts, which means there's confrontations with pride, with soulishness, with ugliness of humanity, with sinners and sin and all kinds of nonsense. None of it's God, but the Spirit, like Solomon says, my wisdom remained with me as I went through all the soul realm of lust and pride and religion and stupidity. His Spirit was still conscious and His Spirit was still growing in intelligence through all the realm of the dead that Solomon walked through in the soul world. So your spirit, this is what I tell a lot of people that say they're struggling so bad and I, I just can't make it and I'm so discouraged. Your soul has no salvation in it. It's all soul. But the, the, the real deal is you're a believer in Jesus. There's progress in the spirit even if the soul is stealing your confidence. The soul dimension steals the confidence that spirit simultaneously grows with soul. It's true. Jesus Christ said the same thing, that the seeds grow up together. What seeds? Seeds of the soul realm and seeds of the spirit of God realm. They both grow up together and don't remove the seeds that grew up in the soul realm until they're both mature and this will happen inside your spirit and soul every stage of growth for the next 50 years for all of you that there will be stuff harvested out of the soul that's all garbage let them grow up together and at harvest time we'll take the weeds away we'll burn them with fire but then the good wheat goes into the barn which is a greater going into the kingdom the good wheat which is the the growth of the spirit goes deeper into the barn god calls his house a barn amen you're gonna go deeper into the kingdom every season of growth but you have to understand soul grows with spirit and your eyes and your senses are stuck inside the soul and when you're a young believer and don't understand how reality works, you might look at the soul's growth and get discouraged and let Satan win and just walk away from even growing your spirit when your spirit was growing the whole time. And there's people in Red Letter Ministries, Minneapolis, that are dealing with this right now. 
that they can't see, that the enemy has blinded them from seeing that the wheat are growing in your spirit. You know, the fastest way in 23 years in the glory that I've seen to remove the weeds from distracting the senses from seeing spiritual growth of wheat is a couple days of water fasting. Just not even huge fast, just two days water only and just burn. And what it will do is your spirit will begin to burn the chaff and the distractions out of your heart and mind. But do it for spirit growth. And if a person hasn't been developing their spirits also, fasting won't benefit them because it just reveals the religion in the soul. So make sure you're feasting for your spirit for a while. What fasting does, it just accelerates the burning up of the soul and the chaff over the good wheat of the spirit. But you got to be sowing a lot into the spirit in order for fasting to even do anything for you. That's why people fast and they just die. It didn't do anything. They physically die because they didn't have anything developed in their spirit. Their whole Christian walk was in their soul the whole time, so there was no spiritual benefit. Jesus was pure spirit, so when he fasted, all he lived as is an angel the whole time. You read about the temptations of Jesus, he was angelically flying around the universe as an angel the whole time. True. And so what was revealed through his fasting is God Almighty is indwelling this Jewish man's body. So what's going to be revealed when you fast? God Almighty is dwelling within your body, in your spirit. Fasting is to remove the soul out of the way and to uproot all the tares and the weeds and all the, the false religion, all the pride and soulishness. And that's what helps you discern. Wisdom is also known as discernment, discerning of spirits, which is the ability to discern in the temple the difference between you and Christ. And if you can't discern that yet, then you don't have the ability to really be constantly encouraged in the temple. You're going to need mature ones around you to encourage you. Give me an encouraging word. People go to church because they need encouragement. Why? Because they haven't found the encourager in them yet because they're babies in Christ. And it's good to have babies in Christ, but we need to grow up the babies. No one wants a 30-year-old in diapers that's still, you know, that's ridiculous. But that's how we are when we don't develop our spirit and don't find our spirit and don't know how to live out of our spirit. It's true. 10-year-old, if you have a 15-year-old in diapers, you say that's bad parents. Parents never train them how to walk, how to talk, how to eat, how to make their bed. Terrible parenting, right? You'd blame the parents that they raised that child terribly. Well, the, the parenting is the fivefold to raise you in your spirit so at four year, three, two, three years old, you don't need diapers anymore and you're potty trained. Amen. This is the level we're at right now. Is we're getting potty trained where we know how to keep ourselves clean and don't defecate on ourselves, which is get into the enemy and then get unclean and have to go to someone else to wash us. That's what babies are. And it's okay to do that when you're young. To be expected. When you're one to two, you expect that. Okay, that's normal in Christian growth. But when you get older and older, three, four, five, six, it's like, come on, man. Some people don't want to be clean, and that's when you kick them out because they want to stay false brethren. They actually want to be dirty in the soul. That's when you just have nothing to do with them. They've chosen twice dead. They've chosen bewitchment. They don't want to be clean. They like the uncleanness. I deal with animals all the time that love to be unclean. Like pigs, don't cast your pearls before swine. What it means is those who like to be dirty. It represents believers who enjoy being dirty, who enjoy the soul ruling over the spirit. The Bible forbids fellowship with these false brethren. Have nothing to do with them. It is written. Yep. 
So we have to be making progress. It's not a place of condemnation, it's a place of conviction. Big difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction is we're making growth, we're making progress. You might need some guidance, you're younger in the Lord, and we all do. I mean, I had continuous guidance and training. For my first two years as a believer, I got one-on-one discipleship every day from powerful prophets and apostles, every single day training in deliverance ministry, training in signs and wonders, training in miracles, training in baptizing the Holy Spirit. One-on-one training every single day, and it was awesome. Training in signs and wonders, training in the Spirit, training in revival within the assemblies of God, but it was fringe. We were so fringe that we didn't even get persecuted by some AG churches. That's true. And Rich Sherber would just take it. And the other churches that were more radical in the AG would say they would acknowledge him as an apostle. And that's why there's miracle signs and wonders in his ministry, because he's walking in tremendous power of the Holy Spirit. And so it's all different everywhere, but the issue is we're making progress to the same God internally. And we're different different sacrifices because we have different bloodlines. We have different human expressions. And so all the human is dying, slaughtering into the same divinity, which will be the same interpretation of scripture. It's called unity of the brethren when you're actually slaughtered as sheep constantly. God's dealing with all of us in different areas of our stubbornness and our hearts and our pride and our minds that are resisting the slaughter as sheep. We, Because the soul wants to slaughter others because it's a hypocrite, instead of slaughter itself. You slaughter yourself, and what comes out is God, and God will deal with that stuff around you. God will deal with it. And God will come up and deal with it violently, forcefully. The apostles didn't tolerate nonsense in their meetings. They didn't tolerate. Do not tolerate the persons of the wicked, therefore the foundations of your ministry will be out of order. Psalms 82, it is written. Don't tolerate soulishness. Don't tolerate people that don't repent and bear bad fruit. If there's bad fruit, Jesus cursed the fig tree and it died and it shriveled up and died in three days because there was no figs on it and it wasn't even fig season because he requires the fruitfulness of the Garden of Eden where everything is ripe all the time, where there's good fruit all the time. He was demanding a supernatural thing that's not possible in the realm of the natural. He commands that kind of fruitfulness from our spirit because he's our father and he birthed us in the new creature. So he's looking for himself in us. And if he doesn't find it, all that other stuff that he finds, he will curse. And that curse is good. The curse of God is a good thing. Curse of God is written in the New Testament and Old Testament. God's curse is upon the soulishness of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That was God's curse, not Satan's curse. Satan has to live under God's curse. That's what the Bible says. Satan doesn't have anything except God give it to him. Satan's under God's curse. So the curse of God be upon that dimension so you live in the blessing of God. The reason why God does that is to help us to only live in heaven. God has boundaries. You can eat from any tree in the garden except that one which is soulishness. And of course, that's the one most of us are still eating from. (laughs) And the only way we're going to stop is if we get into the sheep slaughter. Amen. So don't stop reading the Bible. Don't stop feasting from the prophets and apostles. Don't stop devouring Joel's bar. Keep intaking as much as you can, but understand 
sheep to the slaughter. It's going to require the fattening of the soul. The soul will get fat from eating. But if you then take the fat soul out there, it's like James, you know, he's saying you fatten your soul in the day of slaughter instead of using it for the spirit. You slaughter it and you give it to Jesus. Hallelujah. We're, we're dealing with the people that don't understand the priesthood yet. So we're laying priesthood foundations because you're a royal priesthood. The whole purpose of intaking spiritual knowledge, intimate revelation, prophets preach revelation. The prophetic is the inspired word or the preaching of revelations. It's a different type of teaching. Prophetic teaching means it comes out of the spirit and the soul is crucified. That's why not all teachings equal. The difference between prophetic teaching and unprophetic or false prophetic is one's origin is in man's heart. The Bible says prophecy has never originated in man, but came from God in 1 Peter, which means man has to get out of the way. And once you do, through self-sacrifice, through the slaughter of the sheep, through the slaughter of feasting, then prophecy begins to come out, which is the revelatory word, the inspired word, the prophetic word. Not as a prophetic fortune cookie thing, but as a river. The spirit of Elijah or the spirit of prophecy is the river of life. That's the only place where divine life is, is in prophecy, in the river. And that's where the sheep goes and dies and drowns. Like pigs off the cliff, they had to die in water. They were feasting on the things of God. And then their time came for their slaughter. And Jesus killed them. So when the fig tree is ripe, it has come for the time of the slaughter of Christian believers' souls, and all of that will be transferred into Christian believers' spirits, which, I tell you the truth, is the beginning of the never-ending revival and the great awakening of the end times. <laughs> Unless there's death, there's no life. Which means all of it in the soul, in us, will die for the great river of life to be fully manifest. And it will expose those who have loved the soul realm of all things false and counterfeit. They've, and the lover of the thief. They love the thief. Give us that murderer Barabbas, they chanted. They chose thieves. Hello? That's what the Bible says. They were fans of the thief in the amongst the apostles. You, you see them all the time. I have people come on, on Bread Letter Ministries and defend Judas Iscariot. I've seen it every month for 15 years. They defend the Antichrist. They defend the soul realm. It's true. How dare you attack my brother Judas? <laughs> Literal word for word people, Christians, spirit Christians on Facebook. It's because you're dealing with the soul realm. It's the thief. And if you deal with it, they, that's all they have. That's where they live. And so if we slaughter it in us automatically, we'll raise the standard like Noah and judge the soul realm externally. And that's what we need to do here in this group. We need to bring that judgment upon our own souls more thoroughly. A clearer, cleaner heart. A heart that has, brought, that has been brought to the judgment seat of Christ and annihilated for spirit only to flow through it like a river. The river only flows through stuff that's sacrificed on the golden altar before the Father's throne. The river's not going to just flow through you because you watch Joel's bar. You will have to sacrifice your heart in order for the river to flow through you. It begins with obedience and sacrifice to the golden altar before his throne. 
Don't think you get this just by impartation, by hearing and listening, but by obeying only where there be a greater river through your heart, which should be the same divinity through your heart as there is through every apostle and prophet's heart. And that is why they lead you, because it's flowing through these men and women. Amen. And it must throw, flow through all believers in the coming days. And it will. There will be millions of people that understand these biblical truths and will obey them with their whole heart sacrificed for their whole spirit to be glorified through their heart as the river of life. That's what brings the floods. And that's what's going to bring the judgment upon the fully fattened, ripened fig tree, which is soulish Christianity worldwide right now. It's going to be awesome, but it's going to look like the slaughter of the soul realm. And for spiritual people like us, it's paradise, it's heaven, it's the increase of heaven. 99% of Christians won't think it's heaven, they'll think it's Satan. They'll think it's the enemy. Because their whole Christian lives have been in the soul dimension. Well, we've been in the spirit, fighting the soul dimension the entire time as Joel's army. Eventually, they'll understand. At first, you don't understand, Jesus said. You're dealing with a lot of babies in Christ that don't understand this stuff. But it's going to happen to them even though they're babies. Because the Bible says, the young ones will be raised in Zion. Which means they're going to be raised in the spirit. The end of soulish Christianity is at hand. You've never seen it before, but it will bring forth the whole Garden of Eden, which is spirit and maturity over all the earth. And those that choose to be immature will just have the condition of their spirit manifest in the natural realm. They'll just be the weakest, the poorest, and the lowliness in a terrible way in the realm of the natural, which is what, that's the justice scales of God the Father's throne, that your spiritual strength, your stature of your spirit, is the equal justice scales of your person in the realm of the natural. And we haven't had that because of the fallen angels. Now we're going to have that. So it's going to be a total shift in all civilization to who's the greatest in the kingdom shall be the greatest on earth. On earth as it is in heaven. That's how the apostles pray. So since they're the greatest in heaven, Jesus prayed so they'd be the greatest on earth. Greater than Caesar. And in ways, that's what threatened Caesar by the apostles. And that's why he tried to attack them, kill them, and destroy that religion. Because it was a governmental threat to their rulership of money and power and military strength and education and culture. It was a practical transformation of society. And that's what we bring forth. That's the apostolic. And let it transform all society now by the maturing of your spirits, learning how to slaughter what fills your souls every day. Sheep to the slaughter, which is glory to glory. Glory to glory, sheep to the slaughter. In Jesus' name, bless you guys. Father, I pray for protection among amongst all of our people, especially our partners. Let them be protected from the enemy. Amen. Let their businesses be protected. Let the enemy by no means harm them as it's written. Let this apostolic covering come over all our financial partners in a major way. Let them be marked on their forehead, Jesus Christ, for the angel of death, and that's all those soul realm angels to not touch them whatsoever in finances, in health, in their peace, in their houses, in their cars, in their possessions, all be sanctified under the kingdom canopy and the tabernacle of David through this apostleship by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And prosper them and bless them in a major way in Jesus' name for the kingdom and for their house. 
and for an increase of enjoyment in God and for an increase of enjoyment of God in them. In Jesus' mighty name, bless you guys, and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen. Glory. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Amen.